In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, one God, Amen. Today is the first Sunday of the blessed month of Baba or Paiopi, and today we read the Gospel from Mark chapter 2. One of the themes of this Coptic month is that Christ is the Pantocrator, He is the Almighty. And in the Gospel of today, we see the power of God manifest in healing a paralyzed man and forgiving him his sins. And so we see that this was a manifest manifestation of the Lord's authority. The Lord said, But you know that the Son of Man has power on earth to forgive sins. So the Lord has this power because He is Pantocrator. He is Almighty. Today I want to speak about the paralysis of this young man. Because this paralysis reminded me of spiritual paralysis. Oftentimes, we might feel that we are paralyzed in our spiritual life. We feel that we cannot advance in our spiritual life. Maybe we're stuck in a sin. Maybe we're stuck in a way of life or a mode of life and we cannot move forward. We don't move. If you don't move, then you are paralyzed. You're stuck. So I think sometimes we can get stuck like this young men. Maybe we're just going through the motions. We feel no growth in the spiritual life, no advancement. This is paralysis. This is spiritual paralysis that I want to speak about today. But in the Gospel of today, I think we can see five ways we can cure spiritual paralysis to advance. We want to be able to move. Five ways that we can recover from spiritual paralysis. And what's interesting, they all begin with the letter C. So I hope you can remember them. They all start with the letter C. The first way we can heal from spiritual paralysis is through camaraderie. Camaraderie is a nice word that begins with C. That means friendship. Friendship. It is through our friendship that we can regain spiritual movement. Oftentimes, our friends or our social circles can be very influential in on, on our lives. And in the Gospel of today, we read about four people, four friends, who brought this paralyzed man to the Lord. So I hope and pray, and this is something we should think about, each person has friends, has a social circle that brings one to the Lord. That brings one to the Lord. Oftentimes we tell the kids to be selective of their friends. Why? Because we always sometimes are too negative and we focus that friends can take you away from the Lord. But actually friends are very beneficial and very necessary because friends can be the best source to bring you closer to God and bring you closer to Christ. We don't want friends that will take us away from Christ. One of the reasons I think it's important to have good friends is because you see here that when the Lord came to heal the paralyzed man, He said something very beautiful. He said, when Jesus saw their faith, He said to the paralytic, Son, your sins are forgiven you. But I have a question for you. Was it the faith of the paralytic that made him better? Or whose faith was it? their faith together. So actually the faith of the friends can help make a cure and help you be healed from your spiritual paralysis. 
Your friends can heal you from spiritual paralysis. Maybe you've heard the term intercessory prayer. Intercessory, that we pray for one another. We have intercessor saints and we pray for each other. But there is another concept very similar to it. I would call it intercessory faith. Intercessory faith. That you can be healed on behalf of the faith of another. Actually, Kalanda is like in the Bible, right? When the centurion came to the Lord Jesus Christ. Actually, it was a case of another paralyzed person. His servant was paralyzed at home. And who went to the Lord? The centurion. And the centurion said, the one, my servant is at home sick. And said, I didn't even feel worthy to come to you. So I sent my servant to you. And the Lord was so impressed as the centurion like said what great faith does this say i haven't found faith like this person in all of israel and because of the faith of the centurion who was healed the paralyzed oh can add to Beto. he was at home chilling but because of the faith of his friend he was healed the same is true for all of us we can be healed through the intercession through the faith of our friends. That's why it's very important to have good friends. So here you see the importance of camaraderie. It's a door for healing. Parents, you can heal your children by your, by your faith. Yes, you can. You can heal your, your children by your faith. Spouses, you can heal your spouse by your faith. Your faith can make a big impact on someone else's life. This is the first key to healing from spiritual paralysis. The second key to, or second way to heal from spiritual paralysis is through collaboration. Collaboration. Through working together. In the gospel today, the four people, they work together to carry this young man to the Lord. And I don't want anyone to take my words of what I'm about to say out of context, so let me be very clear. Say that every man will be judged for their own actions. Clear? But at the same time, at the same time, our salvation is a collaborative salvation. Collaborative, actually should be collaborative. Don't you know that we are one body of the Lord? Don't we say in Kalamda, one body? Tab one body is the one body isolated. Any action in the body requires collaboration of the body to take action. That's why our salvation is a collaboration. It's actually a collaborative effort. That's why when we pray, we pray collaboratively. One thing that drives me nuts is when one deacon is praying. Why? It's not collaborative. No, it's not it should be everyone. Collaborative effort. That's why the church teaches us about collaborative fasting. Why do we fast together? Because this is collaboration. The four friends that carried the, this man, they, I'm sure yani, if they were Rechem, they could have said, or like annoying, they could have said, let's not carry him this way. No, I want to carry him this way. No, you stand here. No, you stand. And then everyone gets their pride in the way and then they leave this. But they worked together. They worked collaboratively. That's why in the gospel you see all the ministry of the gospel was done 
collaboratively. When the Lord sent out His disciples, He sent them two by two so that they would work together. Moses, what would Moses be without Aaron? What would Aaron be without Moses? Was Moses sufficient? No. Moses couldn't speak. So he needed someone to speak with him, to speak for him. So it was a collaboration. Even St. Paul, he said this word, he said to the church of Corinthians, he said, I planted, Apollos watered. It's a collaboration. The service is collaboration among everyone. That's why everyone needs to be involved in this collaboration as one body. If we work together, the, the idea is, if we work together, and this is something I... I just to go deep into them. If we work together, we will heal spiritual paralysis of many. But the problem is, if we don't work together, many people will be stuck in their paralysis. Many people will be stuck in their paralysis because we do not work together. We need to work together. We'll work together. That was the second C, was collaboration. The third C is compassion. This is something I think... Not, not a shwaya, like it's kind of missing in our culture now, is that we're not compassionate. Actually, we, we tend to focus more on our own, our own issues and we don't want to think about others. But actually, the four people, they were so compassionate. They saw their, friends, their friend paralyzed and said, we want him to be healed. It started with compassion. Everything starts with compassion. The Lord, when He saw the widow of Nain, it says he was moved with compassion. So compassion. He sees a widow crying. Of course, moved with... And then because I have the ability, I have something in my hand, I have talents, I have all these things, so I can help. I can. I can. If I'm moved with compassion, then I can help. That's why the Lord, when He brought the 5,000 into the deserted place and they started to be hungry, it says He was moved with compassion again. So the, the compassion is what drove these people, like, was what drove the Lord to do these wonderful miracles for the people. The same is true about the people in the gospel today. I hope the same is true of you. That you feel compassion toward one another. That you care about the salvation of others. Do you care about the salvation of others? I hope that is something at the top of your concern and top of your priority. That's why the gospel of today, or the Catholic epistle of today, it said this. It said, since you have been purified, since you have purified your souls in obeying the truth through the Spirit, in sincere love of the brethren, in sincere love of the brethren, love does a form of compassion, to have compassion on your brothers. Love one another fervently with a pure heart, having been born again, not of corruptible seed, but incorruptible through the word of God, which lives and abides forever. Because you have been born again, because now you are children of a king. If someone is so rich and so like, and someone is so poor, wouldn't you expect the rich person to give just a little bit? Wouldn't you expect that? Because you're so rich. But don't be greedy. The opposite of compassion is to be greedy. We are children of the King. We're so privileged. We have so much to offer. So let us take compassion upon one another. The fourth one. Fourth C. Do you remember the... 
the last one? Khalas, gone. Good. The fourth one is commitment. The fourth C is commitment. Making commitment is making a resolution and sticking to it in the face of adversity. In the face of adversity. Imagine with me, the friends, they came together, they were moved with compassion. nice things, But then, as they're carrying, they get tired. Like, so, like, I can't, it's too far. Like, I can't go all this way. It's too much. Let's just wait outside. Let's put him down. Uh, no commitment. Finish commitment. But no, these people were so committed. They said, we are going to take him to the Lord. Even when they saw the place was crowded, they said, no, we're not stopping. We're going to go. We're going to go in. They have to, we have to be committed to what we say. Many people are stuck in spiritual paralysis because they are not committed to anything. Not committed to anything. Not committed to the Bible. Not committed to prayer. Not committed to prayer. Not committed to... And then we wonder why we don't advance in our spiritual life. We do the same thing over and over and over and we don't change anything, but somehow we want to expect different results. Is they? How? How it comes, kiddo? It doesn't work that way. If you want to change your spiritual life, if you want to regain movement, you have to be committed. You have to be committed in the face of adversity. I love this passage that St. Paul says. He says, For I am persuaded that neither death nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor depth, nor created things shall be able to separate us from the love of God. I'm so committed to the love of God. I'm so committed to the Lord. Nothing will stand in our way. No barriers, no mountains, no nothing. The Lord is there. We're going to go. We're going to go meet Him. The Lord said, no one having his hand to the plow and looking back is fit for the kingdom of heaven. If you are looking back, this is a sign of lack of commitment. But I just, no, a committed person always looking forward, looking forward and sticking to his resolution, wants to be with God. Look forward to God, look up to God. The last C is courage. Courage. Because the people in the gospel today were so courageous. They got to the place, they found it crowded. And as I said to you, they were so committed that they said, like, how do we get to the Lord? We need to take Him to the Lord now. We're not going to wait. We're not going to wait till next week. Oh, I need to confess. I'll confess next week. Next three weeks. I need now. I need to do it now. And so I will wait. I will wait. I will go take the roof off of the house now. I want him to be healed now. It takes courage to be healed from your spiritual paralysis. If you were thinking about the woman with the flow of blood, she had so much courage. She said, I need to go see the, if I can only just... Touch the hem of his garment, I will be healed. And so she started to push and, to, and to, to squeeze through. And it was because of her courage and her boldness to go and touch the Lord that she was 
healed. I want us all to have this boldness, this courageousness. This is the courageousness that we spoke about last week with the sinful woman. Look at the sinful woman, how she didn't let the, oh, he's in the Pharisee's house. I'm just going to sit outside and wait. No. I'm going to go meet him now. I want to go meet him now. I think if we apply these five C's, we can heal our spiritual paralysis. Hafistal anything? What are the five C's? Camaraderie. Collaboration. Compassion. Commitment. And courage. Good job. And glory be to God forever.